Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to the show today. Today we are going to have a bit of a chat about one of the things, one of the causes of the clutter in your home and what we want to explore is the idea of unfinished projects and how they might be contributing to clutter in your home. So another word or another phrase we could use for unfinished projects might also be aspirational clutter and we've done an episode on that but those kind of jobs or things or projects that you might aspire to do. Also, some people refer to this kind of clutter as possibility clutter, things that you keep um, and you see the possibilities in but haven't committed to actualizing, to getting them done. And also I think within the realm of this is unfinished tasks. So what do you think, Beck? Is this a big problem? Oh, yeah, it's huge. And those three things are the sort of the main ones. The first two are very similar to each other. And then unfinished tasks are, you know, something I see all the time because people with certain personalities or just certain circumstances in life uh, are often distracted or diverted from a task before it's finished and that can cause clutter for sure. Yeah, and I don't think there's many people that are immune from this in in any realm. No. <laughs> like there are certainly people that are more prone to it, but I think most of us have bits of clutter, even mm. us that are you would say pretty uncluttered. I still have have, you know, the unfinished mm. task things and the possibility clutter. They're still they're still bits. They kind of lurk everywhere. But I think yeah. once you start kind of identifying them, um, it's easier to see how they're contributing. So why don't we crack into yeah. some examples so people know exactly what we're talking about? Yeah. One of the most common ones with my clients would be the craft projects, things that they have started to make or build and they just haven't quite got it over the line yet. And one of my clients once I don't know if I've told this story before, but it sticks in my memory because we were dealing with a, a spare room and there was a the legs and frame of a carved coffee table in that room. And I asked her about that and I said, oh, you know, did you make this? And she said, yeah, I just have to finish it off. And I said, well, what needs to be done? And she said, oh, probably just priming it and sticking a glass top on it. And I said, okay, how long has it been here? And she said, oh, I think 23 years <laughs> and I said okay and I said but there's only a small amount to finish it off and she said yep and I don't know why I haven't and it's just one of those things you know uh, she said life happened and it's just been shoved aside and she's wanting been wanting to finish it but just hasn't made the time to do it and it's just sat there for ages yeah yeah I th- and we talked about this a bit when we talked about um our crafting episode mm. and our crafting uh, clutter and unfinished projects is is a big deal for crafters because quite often they're excited about the next project and they don't yeah, necessarily exactly. always see the last one through. Mm. Yeah, it's very common. And then the same can go with renovations as well and DIY projects. At the risk of droning on, I have another story. I had a client once that was working with me and she sort of was saying, how do I get my husband on board? And I said, let's not worry about him. 
just let's just deal with you and the things that you want to achieve and the projects you want to do and we'll talk about them and talk about them with him and say what you're doing but don't ask anything of him just let him maybe perhaps be inspired by you Uh, and she sort of rolled her eyes and said yeah well that's not going to happen and about six weeks later she reported back to me she said I looked she said I was doing my decluttering in my study and on a Saturday morning and I looked up and there was my husband down in the backyard finishing the paving project under the clothesline that he'd started 12 years ago. <laughs> so the DIY projects is another thing that can get sort of half done uh, and not finished as well. Yeah, especially when they're non-essential. Like it's different if you're, you know, renovating a bathroom and you're, you know, trying to shower yeah. outside and winter's coming. And, you know, like when there's time pressure or functional pressure to get something done we seem to make it happen but when it's just it's more a nice to do than a need to do it's so easy to put it off and then if you put it off once or for one day or for one week it's so easy to just keep putting it off and yeah um, yeah yeah look I've been there myself hanging pictures like did you have Mm -hmm. you taken a long time to hang pictures (laughs) no that's that's one of the first you know with all our moves that's one of the things I like to do almost by the end of the first day like my kitchen won't be unpacked but the walls will be full only because it's that thing of yeah if they sit against the wall for two days it'll turn into two weeks two years two months yeah (laughs) um yeah so I like to get them up get them up quick good idea yeah, um, that's a good idea. Where, where like, I, I know that I would unpack a kitchen because I need to find my fry pans or whatever, yeah. where a picture is such a non-essential um, that it's really easy to put off, I think. And I've, you know, done the yeah. same with projects where I'm painting, um, like, picture frames. I decided one year that I wanted them all to match and all to be this dark charcoal colour. And I started doing half of them and then hung them back on the wall and it was like a... Um, like a gallery wall type thing and oh, I don't yeah. know how many weeks they sat there half timber half charcoal <laughs> and it drove me mad but because it wasn't a pressing need it wasn't affecting yeah, the way I live my life essential. it was so easy to just I'll get to that I'll get to that mm. yeah yeah um it does does make me feel sorry though for there's a lot of people whose husbands especially you know I've got friends whose husbands are builders and they're forever working on the house but oh, yeah. you know because they build and do projects for work as well. The last thing they want to do is come home and build and they've forever got, you know, the half-built uh, deck or the, um, mm. you know, the extension which hasn't quite got there and the tools sit around and all of that. So <laughs> yeah. those things <laughs> can be a real lot. issue. Um, yeah. I'm going to take it from something as massive as, you know, building and paving and all of that to something as minuscule as male that is un- or that is open, sorry, but not actioned. Like this is one of those examples mm. that falls in the unfinished tasks categories. And it's so tiny, but it is a massive cause of clutter. And a lot of people will relate to that pile of stuff on the kitchen bench usually yeah. or the hall table where you've opened the mail and gone, oh, yep, I've got to fill that form out or I've got to call that person or I've got to pay that bill and you think, I can't do it now, I'll just stack it there. And that mm. becomes such like um, physical clutter but also a bit of a mental burden because you look at it and know that there's a whole lot of work there as well. Definitely, yeah, definitely. And that's sort of the oh, I've got to look at, read through this before I 
get rid of it thing as well, um, which is another thing that causes that that unfinished thing because, you know, we don't have time to sit down and read through a magazine right then and there. So that gets popped there as well. Mm, That's it. And those things just kind of seem to build up because once you start a pile, it's very easy to just keep adding to it. Yeah, Um, exactly. Exactly, which is and then why when it gets I think so big that and you want to that you can't use the kitchen. It gets put into a box and then put aside <laughs> with like to sort written on it, <laughs> and, and then, then it's another job in the back of the, your head as well. Yeah, and because it goes from being I've got one bill on my counter that I've got to sit down and pay, which would be like a two minute task. When you know you get a few things and it turns into a ten minute task, and then it turns in you know, and there's a magazine and there's this. Then it's like you look at that pile and it's like I need to set aside an hour, and it just grows yeah. and grows. And then they're more you're more likely to put it off because it becomes almost overwhelming, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Another huge one is washing. That's another unfinished task. Uh, there are a lot of people that can relate to the idea of the washing cycle being finished once the clothes are clean and dry and somewhere in the house instead of being away in a wardrobe. And so a lot of times the cycle will stop at maybe folded in a basket in the bedroom or on the bed or on a spare bed or even sometimes just thrown in a pile on the couch. Um, So that's another big cause of clutter as well as the unfinished washing cycles. Yeah, and that is similar to the whole uh, washing dishes thing as well. You know, people think that the, you know, the cycle of cleaning your dishes ends once they're washed and they're stacked or, you know, once the dishwasher's (laughs) finished with them uh, rather than the end of it being when they're put away. Mm. Um, And, you know, and there's, you know, there's all sorts of spots on the spectrum. It can be, you know, just the dirty coffee cup that's left out because you didn't get around to putting it in the sink or putting it in the dishwasher or you've got, you know, then dishes washed but not dried. Or I've even been to people's houses where they get around to drying the dishes and they stack them up on the bench and then they don't get around to putting them away. And Mm. it's just all those different things which just add to clutter. And it's not that those things are not useful and not loved and not needed. It's just the fact that they're not in their home. So it just adds to that feeling of more stuff in the way. Yeah. And then more stuff to do, which gives you that kind of mental clutter as well of Mm. that, that mental load of all the things that have to be done. Yeah. Um, One that, that I think is quite relevant and I'm sure a lot of people will uh, have a chuckle at is the bags of donations. (laughs) So you've been so good and you've decluttered, but then they just ride around in the boot of your car for six months (laughs) or sit piled at your front door or whatever. Like you've, you've done 90% 90% of the task and you pat yourself on the back and you're so happy but you just don't quite see it yeah. through. It's another yeah. one of those little things. Yeah. So why do we do this? Why does it happen, Tara? Well, I think there's a whole lot of reasons and most people probably have some, identify with some. Uh, many people might identify with lots I think one of the big ones is procrastination. We It gets to a hard bit or something that involves a mm. bit of effort and then we procrastinate about doing it. <laughs> Find something else that is seemingly more important or more interesting and just divert our own attention away from it. Yeah. Well, we can get distracted by other people as well. So for those small things, like, for example, bringing the mail in and you have the 
great idea of going through it right then and there in front of the recycling bin but then you have a toddler who wants a snack and that's it from there on you <laughs> you're you're off and you're doing other things and then the pile just sort of sits there and then the same thing happens the next day so um it sometimes isn't isn't just our own our own it isn't just us that's doing it we're often you know influenced outside as well yeah and sometimes those distractions can come from other projects you know like mm. same thing you bring the washing in with the intention of folding it and putting it away but then while you're walking through you notice that you know uh, something else needs attending to so you pop it down to come back to it yeah um, and then you'll go and finish that it's like when you you know have you ever tidied tried tidying your house and you start in one room and you think I'll just pop that in the laundry and then you get to the laundry and think oh yeah. I need to do that and you need to do that and like an hour goes constantly past you, yeah. yeah you haven't tidied one room you've done five yeah. percent of every room in the house that's pretty um, much how I operate on a day-to-day basis <laughs> unless I'm unless I have a deadline so yeah it's and, and I catch myself but because I don't trust my memory I have to do the thing right then and there because if I spot it and I don't do it and it is important I might forget to do it altogether so I've because I don't trust my brain I have this fear well if I don't do it now I'll forget like you know hang the washing out if I don't hang the washing out now while I've seen that it needs to be there even though I'm meant to be sweeping then I could leave it in there for 24 hours and have to rewash it again because it'll be stinky so yeah I end up doing that as well because I just don't trust my memory of getting back to things so yeah it's a lot it's a lovely little meandering pathway through the house a lot of the time (laughs) and and you know what it's not a bad thing if you manage to circle your way back around the issue that's true comes when you always start you know um with the intention of folding the washing and never get back to it and then the next time you bring the washing in it gets put down and you never get around to you know it only becomes an issue when it becomes an issue yeah, it's how long things hang around that, that it's a problem, not necessarily that they do hang around. Mm. So like unfinished projects aren't necessarily a huge deal until they are and it's it's a matter of just figuring out how to prevent it from getting to the point where it becomes an issue like a, or it becomes uh, a mental block for you and then you start avoiding it and procrastinating on it. Another reason I think it happens is because people just lose motivation and lose interest, especially when it comes to the DIY projects or the craft stuff. It's always Mm. really exciting at the start, acquiring the stuff you need to get going and making the space. And then you kind of get over that little high of starting. And most things that require any amount of time and attention often get a bit monotonous in the middle. And mm, it's easy sure. to just lose interest and think, oh, I'll come back to that later. <laughs> um, <laughs> 22 to, years later, you still Yeah, you have to get it. re-energised <laughs> and get back into it, especially if you know that when you pick back up it's, you know, back to the monotonous. Or the, mm. Let me say that again, back to the monotony. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be tough. That can be that can be really tough. And similarly with the craft stuff, I guess, as well, Um it, stop, it can sometimes it can stop being relaxing or it can stop being fun, which is yeah. often why you start it in the first place. And to set aside a time, it, oh, my goodness, I have to put my teeth back in, to set time aside to to go and do something that you're not even enjoying anymore, that's kind mm. of, it becomes a big barrier, I think. Yeah. But then, then we'll get, to, we'll probably get to this a little bit later, but then you've got the whole dilemma of, 
why is it here anyway? Why is it here then if I'm not doing it? Mm-hmm. And that then that block to actually figuring out what to do with it yeah, when you should finish it but you don't want to finish it necessarily. Mm. Some people will experience and maybe not consciously but a fear of finishing a project, mm. whether it be something huge, you know, more often something big or a crafting thing. Um, or a DIY project than, you know, the dishes. But sometimes people feel uh, there's a risk of failure. And if they've got, you know, perfectionistic tendencies and you want it to work out just right, if you don't finish it, there's no risk of Mm. it not being perfect or you being dissatisfied with the outcome where um, if you finish it and it doesn't quite meet your expectations, you can feel let down. So sometimes... Um, and quite unconsciously, we will stop two thirds of the way through a task because then we don't have to face the possibility of it not being done right. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Time wise, sometimes it's just a matter of time management why we haven't got these projects finished. It could just be that we haven't made the time to do it. Uh, so a lot of clutter causes are from not actually dedicating specific time to things and kind of expecting that we'll get around to it eventually without consciously making the time. So that can be another cause of the of it as well. And the last one that I can think of is when you have insufficient tools or resources, If and I guess one of those resources is time, but also if you get to a stage with something that you're doing and figure out you don't have the piece or you don't have the tool to do that task, to do this bit of it, it becomes then just another hurdle because if you don't have the capacity right now to go and acquire that and you think I'll pick that up next time I'm at the shops or next time I'm out, um, Mm. that just, again, it becomes a barrier, something else that's in the way and just is another step in the process and I think sometimes all you need is a really little hurdle and it's enough to make you just put it aside. Yeah, loads of clients have that problem um, because a lot of the time the insufficient tool or the insufficient resource actually is somewhere in the house and Mm. they can't find it because of the clutter problems and so they can't finish the task because they can't find the things that they need to finish it. And it it could even be something like uh, I have several, I've had several clients, it's very common, that will not donate games unless every single piece is in the game or the puzzle or whatever and they can't move it on until it's 100% complete. Now they know the pieces are somewhere but they don't, have them and they haven't turned up yet and so that thing that needs to be donated hangs around waiting for the other pieces to get added to it so that's a really common uh, issue as well I uh, I remember having a client like that who said um I arrived at her house and she said right I want to donate this puzzle but I don't think all the pieces are there can we just do this <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> So hang on, you you want to pay me to sit in your house and do a puzzle? Like it was like wow, a hundred awesome. piece puzzle. I was like, this is the best job ever. <laughs> and you know what? All the pieces were there, and we donated it. And I'm like, oh. so you actually did the puzzle? <laughs> we actually did the puzzle. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, it was that whole thing of because I said, you know, why don't you pop it in the boot of your car <laughs> so that it's out and it's done? Um, 
or I was like trying to, what I would have done is uh, bribe my kids, pay them $2 to count the pieces rather than to yeah. put the puzzle together. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what okay. I would have done. Yeah. Um, and, and, but that's the thing. If you think they're there somewhere, instead of, leaving it in the house or popping it to you know the side get it still get it out of the house um and and if you come across those things great add it on later but there's lots of you know especially when it comes to puzzles and games and stuff like that it's lots of them that you'll get from secondhand stores that are incomplete and that's just Mm. part of life isn't it yeah and that and that's the thing I often say to clients um it's you need to sometimes just let go of that need to have it perfect mm-hmm. because when you when people acquire things from secondhand stores they are often disappointed when there's a puzzle missing a piece missing of a puzzle it's frustrating but it's actually not unexpected when you mm-hmm. buy a secondhand game or puzzle so you know it can be frustrating it's like oh I wish there was this other piece but hey you know well it came from the salvos and it cost me 50 cents and I've had five hours of enjoyment. So, you know, I'll be right. Yeah. Uh, but at the point of donating it, it's it's hard to think that, you know, someone at the other end of it is actually going to be like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Mm. So how do we avoid it? We Now that we are probably all nodding along thinking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, this is us, <laughs> I do that, I do that, how can we uh, stop letting these unfinished projects cause clutter in our home Mm. intention is a good one uh Mm. making sure that you actually schedule time to deal with finishing things i remember one time i shared an article on facebook about the it was a zen a zen a buddhist zen story about um finishing uh Completing the cycle of eating. So um, the story is that a young um, Buddhist went or young monk went to his master and he said, Master, I finished my training. I am ready. And the master said, have you washed your bowl? And the monk was enlightened. And there are lots and lots of meanings to this story as there are with all the Buddhist stories. But what I get out of it is completing the cycle. So you take your when you want to eat you take your bowl you put your food in it you take your spoon you eat then you wash your bowl then you put it away and that's that completing the cycle and I I posted about that on Facebook and my mum messaged me and she said oh I loved that story I'm going to have a day of just finishing everything I'm going to be washing my bowl all day I'm going to be doing everything all the way to its most logical end and at the end of the day she messaged me and she said I've had the most productive day of my life (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I've just finished everything and it's sort of making that that conscious decision to finish things all of the way um is is a really good way of of avoiding those little things that that sort of can end up hanging around I like that that's good Uh, one thing I think that is worth thinking about if you find that you acquire knowledge uh, maybe in the form of brochures or pamphlets, uh, things like that. Try and start aiming to get the knowledge just in time. The the reason I think about this is, you know, quite often you'll have people that will walk past a travel agent, see a brochure on, you know, Fiji or the Bahamas and think, oh, I, I really want to go there at some point in my life. I'm going to take that brochure and I'll take it home and I'll pop it in the cupboard for when I'm ready to go to Fiji and you know that information goes out of date so quickly um, but people then are reluctant to let go of it because they haven't had a time to look through it 
and mm. that kind of thing. So I think having the idea that you aim when you're when it's you're getting knowledge, whether it be about a course you want to be uh, doing or completing, whether it's about a holiday that you want to go on, or um, you know an appliance you want to buy, aim to just get the knowledge just in time. You know, not too mm. far ahead because it will go out of date quickly. Most of it is available online. So you don't need to acquire all these things and hold on to all these things in time because it becomes almost like a project that's not finished. It becomes uh, a bit of aspirational clutter. So, you know, change your focus. And if you're thinking about doing something, when the time is reasonable and it's becoming closer, then get the knowledge rather than acquiring it all so far in advance and holding on to it. Yeah, definitely. And you can apply exactly the same principle to craft and DIY resources and materials as well. So when you're collecting craft things or collecting DIY materials, don't collect them so far ahead that you're actually collecting them for a project that hasn't even been defined yet. Wait for the project to actually be started or be defined and have time allocated to it then go and get the specific resources that you need because I have so many I've had so many clients that have collected craft and DIY materials out of aspiration because they like the look or the feel of uh, of those particular materials and so they buy them but they don't have a specific project in mind for them and so those things just get put aside and it builds up over time. And then they have not feel like this awful obligation to use this stuff that probably in, you know, three years after they've collected it doesn't have the same, doesn't motivate them the same way anymore. Um, and they've maybe moved on in taste or in whatever it is. And it's, it's just there. Uh, and I think if you wait until you've got that immediate need rather than an aspirational need, you end up acquiring a little bit less of those sort of unfinished things. Yes, definitely. That's spot on. I think you put it a lot more concisely than I did, but it's it's a really me concise. Point. Yeah, <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> um, one thing, and this is, I guess, what your mum demonstrated is schedule time for starting tasks, which most of us do, or we'll dive in because we're excited or because there's an immediate need. But schedule time for completing tasks as well. Don't Mm. wait for the time to appear to finish things off. You need to make it like an appointment with yourself. Be really firm. Set some deadlines around, you know, when this task needs to be finished by. And if if it's smaller, you know, things around the house that you need to get done, try setting a timer, timer on your oven or your phone or whatever it is and say, right, for the next 10 minutes I'm just going to, finish a couple of things. I'm going to put the dishes away. I'm going to put the folding away. I'm going to finish the sweeping that I started this morning and see how many things I can finish off in 10 minutes. So it doesn't have to become Mm. a big burden. Um, It just gets you in the zone for a bit. And the feeling of achievement when you're done is so good. It's worth it. It really is. Yeah. I've started because of my tendency to jump around I've started actually (laughs) this is a bit embarrassing but I'm going to tell it anyway because it might help other people (laughs) but I've actually started chanting in my head and repeating to myself over and over again the tasks that I'm doing until I've finished it and if I end up going off task the fact that I'm chanting this one particular task like so it might be clear the dining table clear the dining table clear the dining table and while I'm doing it that's all I say and then if I end up somewhere how in the bedroom 
and I'm saying clear the dining table, it sort of gives me a bit of a, oh, I have to go back and clear the dining table. So I have this like little thing on loop in my head. When I, This is when I really need to focus if I'm having a particularly brain fady day. And it actually works quite well. And then I'm allowed to stop saying that when I've finished <laughs> that particular task. Uh, and then I start with the next the next chant. It's just in my head. I, I really, I don't walk around talking to myself too much. <laughs> I'm guessing then you're not listening to music while you're doing these tasks either. Because would that drown out your uh, your inner chant? It would drown it out. I you know I I can't really when I'm doing that. But yeah, the radio's always on. I think I think my head's louder than the radio, <laughs> which is probably helpful. That is helpful. It's important too to set a limit on how many unfinished projects you can have at one time. Now the limit doesn't necessarily have to be a number. Um, if you're a crafter, you might say no more than five projects on the go at once. And so if I want to start project number six, I need to finish project number one. Um, mm. you can, it could be that number or it could be a space or a location. Um, I had a client who was mad about knitting and all things to do with wool and she would buy the wool for the projects before she started the projects. Mm-hmm. And so she was, you know, I said, we need to put a boundary around this, some kind of limit so that you can't just, because she would buy, see, you know, beautiful wool and think that would be perfect to make a jumper for so-and-so. They love that colour. That would be great. And they'd pop it in the cupboard. And I said, right, well, maybe for her the limit is the size of the cupboard. So you can only mm. buy enough wool to fit this space. And once the space is full, you have to use that wool to make the projects that you bought them for. And you can't buy any more wool for any new projects until there's space in the cupboard. And for her, that worked a lot better than, you know, you can only have five projects or ten projects on the go. It was all about being contained in the space. And there's another combination of that too, um, which is one that I sort of uh, suggested for my mum because she's a quilter, and that is you have a – limit in a location of the number of unfinished projects so not necessarily the supplies but the actual Mm -hmm. projects themselves so I said to mum you know put all your quilts all your unfinished quilts all together in the one spot and she said to me don't be ridiculous I can't fit them all in one spot and I said well that means you need to finish some of them so that you get down to an amount that you can then fit in one spot so she actually we we actually undertook a project with her and I said to her you need to do some finishing and so I said right why don't you make a rule that you don't start any more quilts until you have finished all bar three of them and then three becomes your limit because you have a space in your wardrobe in the hallway that would be perfect just for your unfinished projects and about three will fit in there and so she liked that idea and so she said okay well uh, I'll just do finishing now until I get down to that three and we made it sort of I said to her suggested that it might take her a year but she was done in under six months and she'd gotten down to that that three uh, and then after that she was allowed to to start new ones but um we, we sort of picked that spot in the cupboard and said all right around about three will fit in here so that's it that's perfect you can also work with yourself to just let go of a project if you've lost interest if it's mm. stopped being fun if you don't find it relaxing because you've got to a really hard part and you don't want to do it or you don't have the tools, you don't want to spend any more money on it, if it's something you can let go, like if you're halfway through renovating your kitchen, <laughs> maybe the letting go is about hiring someone in to finish it for you instead mm-hmm. of staying stuck thinking you need to get it done yourself. But if it's a craft project or something similar, 
let go of it and let go of the guilt of letting go of it because quite often it's that guilt that keeps us stuck. We feel like we've invested time already and that's a really hard thing to give up. We've invested money possibly uh, into supplies and there's that whole idea of parting with something like that seems a waste, a waste of our time, a waste of our money. But like we've talked about before, actually holding on to a project, especially an unfinished project, is not going to recoup the investment. You're not going to get your money back. Mm. Um, and holding on to it will actually end up costing you more because it's going to take up more space in your house, more energy. And in your head. In your head, mm. the guilt. Um, and potentially then you spend more money to try and finish it or you spend more time on it. So, you know, learn the lesson and, and try and be really thoughtful and intentional before you start the next thing. Uh, and just let it go. So mm. I don't know how you do that with the dishes. Let it go to your children, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you just say to someone else. I, that's it. I've had it. I I need someone else to do the dishes for me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it's so true. There are I have so many clients that worry about letting go of these unfinished projects because of their guilt and and all of the shoulds they should all over themselves and mm. it's you know it's not healthy and it it doesn't it doesn't end up helping in the long run. Another uh, thing that people worry about is the fact that an unfinished project can't be donated and so there has to be thrown away and I think that you can challenge that thought. Uh, there, I'm sure there are charities or there are groups or nursing homes or retirement villages that will take a half so a half knitted scarf and the wool that it that it comes with. They will they will take a coffee table that hasn't been stained yet. Um, there will be people that can take your unfinished projects either to finish them or to maybe recycle the materials and and make something else out of them. So don't get caught in thinking that just because it's not finished that it's rubbish. Uh, because there might be someone out there who wants it. Mm, and it will probably take you less energy to find somewhere or someone uh, to give it to to finish it. That will probably take you less energy than to actually finish it yourself. <laughs> you yeah, know, so yeah. it might be the lesser of two evils there. Yeah, yeah, good point. I had a client that was really down on herself because she had rooms and rooms full of materials from uh, phases, she called them phases that she'd gone through. So she tried pretty much everything. You name the craft, she had tried it. And she said to me, she had tears in her eyes and she said to me, I've, I'm just so upset that I've never found my thing. Everyone else finds their thing. They're good at this or they're good at that or it's one of the, this that they're passionate about. And she said, "And I've tried everything and I'm not, I've never found my thing. And I said to her, I, I've found your thing already and you've only been talking for you know, two minutes and she looked at me and she said, really? How can you find my thing when I haven't? I said, your thing is trying things and you love to try something new. You love to figure out how things work and and make, you know, make yourself, extend yourself in, in, in a different area. And I said, and your passion is all around trying things that are new. And I said, there's actually nothing wrong with that. If you accept that you are a try everything once kind of person as long as you don't hold on to all of the stuff from all of the past attempts, you can keep being that try everything once kind of person and you can discard crafts and activities and hobbies and take on new ones. There's nothing wrong with that. It's really just making sure that you don't have the clutter hang around when that has left your interest, that's all. 
And then work away uh, around that in terms so that financially, I guess it doesn't become burdensome. So maybe you hire things rather than buying them when you want to try something new. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, or do a rather than sort of buy a whole lot of stuff and teach yourself, you know, go and do a class where the materials are supplied and mm. and and have a little play with it there and then you'll know whether or not you want to invest um in it from there. But some people are just try trying new things, people, and that's okay. Like it's it's not a failure. You know, it's just part of who you are. Mm. The last point I would like to make in terms of how you can avoid, you know, getting caught up in this whole creating clutter with unfinished things is getting yourself an accountability partner or a group. So if you are relating to the crafting idea of this and lots of unfinished craft projects, there's some really great online groups and communities where people go on and talk about what they're working on, say, I want to have this done by this date. They all keep each other accountable. And it's that whole thing of having someone external to yourself that um, buys into what you're doing. It's a bit like when we talked about goal setting. If you Mm. feel like there's um, an external force that you're um, accountable to, you're more likely to follow through. So maybe that could be a motivator. Um, Mm. Or if it's it's something as simple as um, chores around the house or, you know, little tasks, make a commitment to your family or to your partner or get, if your kids are doing it, get them to make a commitment to you that, you know, the folding will be put away by dinner time. And so then they don't sit down for dinner till the, the folding's away. You know, like you can build yeah. in some really small, easy ways to be accountable just to help yeah. you see things through. You could also have competitions. <laughs> you could mm. have a competition, you know, with your wife and you can say, all right, well, I'm going to, you know, finish this, the photography album project for you know, our family for last year by this date and, you know, maybe you should finish repairing the drawers by this date and whichever one of us does it first is the winner, <laughs> you know, and that will keep you motivated to finish those little things as well. Yeah, I like that. That's a good idea. So hopefully this has been helpful for you. Uh, for those of you that do have a high amount of uh, unfinished projects that is causing your clutter issues, there are some, um, hopefully you, we've given you some good tips and tricks to maybe get around getting rid of those and unburdening yourself. And uh, feel free to share with us online in our Facebook community group uh, your challenges and your successes and we'll see you next week thanks for joining us we'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered if you'd like to connect with us you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.au